Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight, we turn our attention to choices that can help you move your career all the way to the top. We bring you the message shared by my good friend Ace Ankuma at the National Convocation of Springboard 2014 earlier this month. If you have questions on the subject of career repositioning, you can send them ahead on facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy or 1422 across networks by SMS. Our WhatsApp number is 0244-340437. Just send your thoughts, your questions ahead or your feedback on the presentation and we can share it to the whole world. This morning, I posted a story of Gail Kelly, who's the CEO of Australia's second largest bank, Westpac, which oversees assets in excess of 675 billion US dollars, significantly higher than Ghana's GDP several times over. Market capitalization of US dollars is 80 billion and 36,000 employees. She's been named as Australia's most powerful woman in business and the 62nd most influential woman in the world. But there's more to the story than the facts as have been published. And so in our Ten Commandments segment today, we examine how she defied several obstacles like small beginnings, raising a family, and competing in a male-dominated world. It's all about 10 keys to pursuing a seemingly impossible career dream. And that will be in our Ten Commandments segment. Let me take time to also remind you that if you have a teenager in your home, or if you are listening tonight and you are a teenager with great potential, you could end up being in the summer school at the African Leadership Academy this long vacation. It's all happening right here on your virtual university. Let's start with tonight's scripture, and it's about impossible dreams. So, I'm inviting you to post the chapter and book as usual on my Facebook page. I'll be giving the first person to get it right a copy of our book, Zafinat Pania, which is about a man pursuing an impossible dream from the prison to the palace. The story of the man Joseph and the lessons for moving your dream all the way to the top. If you've ever listened to KSM speak, you know that this is his favorite concluding verse. So here's a Bible verse for the day. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Where can this verse be found? Post on my Facebook page and you win yourself a copy of Zafnat Pania. If you are the first to post the chapter and the verse of this passage. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising a new generation of African leaders and executives using the avenue of human capital development. My name is Albert Okran and I'm supported in this broadcast by my virtual academic board comprising Comfort the Registrar with Ignatius and Matthew coordinating production. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your sheer bet for world-class corporate training and your superstition join 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind Ketsi of Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. And so to our main segment for today, and you want to get out your notebook, your iPad, or whatever you write, your notes with Ace Ankuma, enter the firm as a young lawyer, 
and worked his way up through diligence and divine favor to become the managing partner of the firm. He shares his thoughts, or he shared his thoughts on the subject of career repositioning at the Accra International Conference Center on Saturday, the 1st of March, at the Grand or the National Convocation of the Springboard Roadshow. We bring you that message now, and please be reminded that the entire collection of messages from the Springboard 2014 are available on a set of two audio CDs at Joy FM Front Desk. You can also get them from Alta Bookshop and the Knowledge Center at East Legon Legacy and Legacy or call 024-9999555. But at this point, I would like you to join Ace Ankoma as he talks about career repositioning. You, mo- you may want to share your thoughts, the lessons you glean from it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy or on my wall. You, o- you also want to post that Bible verse on my wall. Please don't go away. Reposition is to place in a different or another position. To adjust, alter the position, return to a previous position. To reposition is to place in a different or other position. To adjust, alter the position of something or return to a previous position. Career repositioning therefore involves change. Either by yourself or compelled on you. Enforced on you imposed on you. Change is alteration. It is variation. It's transformation. A revolution. Even a conversion. But this is what I like about change and career repositioning. It is the adjustment of a current position either to a different position or to a previous position. Either to a different position or to a previous position. When we're learning how to speak English, we'll say, return back. We've been told that that's not a very good way to speak, but it is graphic. To return back. (laughs) Now, so change is what makes a form, nature, content, or future course different from what it is, or from what it would be if left alone. In a survey conducted by an organization called Right Management, and cited in 2008 Time Magazine. They listed 11 courses of job and career change. And I'll go through them briefly with you. If you have a job, you have a career, these are the things that might cause repositioning. One, downsizing or restructuring of the organization. That's where you receive the letter, you have been severed. Severance. You're gone. You can go to court. They'll pay you maybe one and a half months for each year worked. You don't have a choice. You are gone. It is a challenge, but it is an opportunity for repositioning. Now, the second one is new challenges or opportunities that arise. So this time, you are not being forced out. You have not been severed. You have not been declared redundant. But you have discovered a new challenge or opportunity. And there will be the need to reposition yourself to meet that new challenge or opportunity. The third one they found was when you work with poor or ineffective leadership. Poor and ineffective leadership is a ground 
for repositioning. Either you position yourself out of being that poor leader's subordinate, or you position yourself to become the leader. Or where you have a poor relationship with your manager. That's the fourth one. Poor relationship with your manager. Then there's a repositioning opportunity. Or simply for improvement of work and life balance. You have decided that you need to spend some more time with your children. And so probably you want to work from home. It is a repositioning opportunity. It is in itself a challenge, but it's a repositioning opportunity. Where your contributions are not recognized, that is another one. For better compensation and benefits. Are you here with me? Better compensation and benefits. It is an opportunity to reposition. For better alignment with personal and organizational values, etc., etc. I'll just run through. Writing by a lady called Catherine Leary who actually worked in Ghana sometime around the 1970s. And she lists seven steps to repositioning. I'll just read them and tell a short tale, and that will be the end of my presentation. She says that the only thing, that change is the only constant. That is one very interesting oxymoron. Constant change. is the only constant in this world. And so, if although change can be frightening... It is an opportunity. She says, one, take stock of yourself. It's an honest assessment. Many human beings find it difficult to do an honest assessment of themselves. Man, woman, be true to yourself. Do not think you are what you are not. Two, identify possible goals and options. New interests, possible goals. Three, assess your options. Research. Explore viability. Go on the net. You have data on your phone. You only use it for WhatsApp and Telegram. It's time. Go on the net and assess your options. When you've done that, commit to your goal and get to work on your game plan. Choose the goal you desire. Claim it mentally and begin to affirm your ability, commitment, your, your intelligence, your wealth of experience. Five, build your credentials. It is time to start taking those courses and seminars and training programs to get those certificates, to retool your resume and CV. Take an apprenticeship, internship to learn. It's time to build your credentials. Six, brand your new self. Brand your new self. Create a new identity. Make sure all your selling tools and materials are in sync and effectively communicate your new brand. And seven, let the world know that you have arrived. Seven, let the world know you have arrived. Now, growing up as a young man, I lived in a place in Takrade called Windy Ridge. I lived in number, number 11, Windy Ridge. In number 10, 
was a man I could only look at in awe. And his name was Lawyer Carson. Apart from the fact that he had two, three, I think, very pretty daughters. Um, and they had an abrofunkatia tree in their house. So it was a usual meeting ground for young men in the, in the area. And small boys, I mean primary school boys. Uh, and we had a guava tree. So there was a whole abrofunkatia guava um, you know, exchange going on across the fence. But he was a lawyer, and he, I always looked at him in awe. He was very calm, very quiet. If a few years ago, I went to court in Takradi, and he was still practicing. He should be over 80. And I admired him so much. And there was another man I admired, who was my, also my dad's friend. He was chief of Esioso. He was called Lawyer Essel. And, and, and I went with my dad to one of the festivals, and he was sitting in his palanquin, dancing, and he was a lawyer. And so I had seen, you know, the lawyer who works with Ghana Railways, Lawyer Carson, and the lawyer in private practice who was also a chief. And I said, wow, I want to be like these people. But the, the young boy who wanted to be a lawyer also had a stammer. I was a stammerer. It, it happens sometimes, even now, when I'm nervous. And if you listen carefully, I still stammer on some... Um, soft consonants and vowels. I've identified my problem. <laughs> and so went through primary school, got into sec- secondary school, um, bumbled around a little bit. I'm sure you know a bit of that story. Uh, managed barely to pass my O-level. Then I discovered reading after O-level. I spent some time after O-level with my dad in Nigeria, and he was always away at the university teaching. And I was home alone, and I discovered reading. And I would read all the newspapers. And, you know, when we were in Form 1 and primary school, people were reading Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys. I wasn't reading those things. I started reading those things after O-Levels. So I had a lot to catch up on, James Hadley Chase. I only started after O-Levels. So I had a lot to catch up on. So my time in Nigeria was a building time. So came back to Ghana, went into lower six, chose the easiest path to becoming a lawyer. History, Literature, RS. And I had discovered reading. And I came back with all the textbooks that I needed for these courses. I, my eternal memory is lying on my bed in Bamakwa Luadon Prefer's room whilst everybody's gone to lectures and reading. I just read. So I devoured my literature books and my history books. Actually, this is one interesting thing. My European history textbook in set form. My son is using it right now for his history in his form. The same book. Not, not that I bought another one. The very one my father bought me. That's how well I keep my books. In fact, this morning I was teasing my wife, where are your set form books? <laughs> but, so, I, I literally just read. And the note my roommates will leave for me will be, Ace, we are going up to learn. When you prepare food, leave some for us. They'll leave me a note and go and learn. And I'm just lying in my bed reading. I passed. Very well. On top of my class. And went into first year. Still a bit confused. Still a bit too young. Still a bit confused. I was torn between becoming a lawyer and becoming a musician. Now, my dad, who would never have... In fact, my dad didn't like any of these two professions. Music and law. Um, somehow he died just before I entered Legon, so I, had, I could decide what I wanted to do. But even in first year, I, the first couple of weeks, I was toying with the idea. So I sat up one night, 
with a friend, a very good friend, Kojo uh, Fulson, who plays guitar like nobody else I've, I've ever seen. And um, Jangma, who is now a doctor. And we sat down in front of Ligon Hall and we played guitar the whole night. And the next day, I stopped playing. Why? I realized I wasn't good enough. If anybody can play the guitar like Kojo Fosin, why am I bothering to become a musician? Nobody will hire me if they hear him play. It was a frank decision. I'm not good enough. Two, it meant I had to learn formal music. I never learned formal music. I played music with my ear. My first encounter with the organ was in number 16, Windy Ridge, where the Odro brothers could play. And in those days, the, the organ... You can only hear the organ if you are pumping air through it with your foot. And being the young boy in the area with nothing to do, when they have to play and they are tired, they'll call me, come here, pump it for us as we play. <laughs> and that is how I started learning music. Watching those brothers play. I mean, if they are listening to me today, they'll be amazed. I remember these things. This is what, 30 something years ago? But I'll pump the air while they played. But from Form 1, I started playing. I started playing the piano, playing the lead guitar, bass guitar, a little bit of drums. You know, I was around playing around with Joyful Way, going on a tour here. You know, the other thing too, and I'll be blunt, I saw that if I was going to play music, the, the church won't allow me to play secular music, even if I wanted to. It means I have to play gospel music. Should I be blunt with you? There were no rich gospel musicians. So I had to take a decision. So that night, I said to myself, I am going to be a lawyer. Meanwhile, I'm already in first year studying law, political science, sociology. Oh, and I'll tell you, why, why other sociology? I didn't know which subjects to choose. So I chose law. Political science that sounded interesting. And, and my girlfriend was going to study sociology too. So I had a sociology, so we'll be in the same class. <laughs> so I was studying law, but I took the decision to become a lawyer. And that day I said, I'm going to be a lawyer. And I'm going to be, pardon my words, I'm going to be a damn good lawyer. And a damn good lawyer means I got to read and read even more than I read for my A-level. And so I started reading like mad. One gentleman who spoke some words to me is Dr. Doche Chikata. Now, Dr. Doche Chikata, to me, is a, is a phenom. Um, scored four A's in his A-level. Changed from science to art, I believe, in sixth form, in upper sixth, and still scored four A's. And in our time, when you study and you are sleeping, then you say, even Duce slept. So you get up and go and sleep. <laughs> and when I got into, into the faculty, he was a teaching assistant at the time. And obviously, because we, came, we all came from Fansom, we got talking and he said one thing to me. He said, Ace, when you have free time, go to the library. Grab the first book you see and read. Whether it has to do with your course or not, just grab it and read. And so I started. It was Dr. Chikata's um, 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 encouragement. And I just read, 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 read. I literally had a chair in the library in front of the, there were a few function air conditioners. So I'd chosen one of them and that, and that was my seat. That's where, when, when I, the clinic came to meet me there. Yes, I, I had nothing else to do. So in fact, all I did in Legon was to learn law and chase the woman who became my wife. But same, same person, same person. That's all I did in Legon. I had nothing else to do. Yes, we did Mission Choir, but that was for a little while. Then I was back. I did nothing else. Then I discovered writing. Because as you read, you start expressing your views. So when, when I go to lectures and I hear points and I research on it and do my research, then I write and put it down. So I wrote on crazy things like marital rape. I wrote on the law of abortion. 
I wrote on the law of stealing. I mean, some of them I've never published, but I just started writing. Just writing and studying and writing. Finished Legon at 22. Became a lawyer at 24. And oh, why? There are people who became lawyers at, at a much younger age. I became a lawyer at 24. I needed a job. I was broke and poor. They are two different. Broke and poor, they are different. I needed money. I had gone through five years of legal education without being able to afford a single textbook. I was that broke. I needed a job. I can do nothing. But and, and as for music, I've told you, it wasn't going to pay me anything. I needed a job. I went to one law firm. And I went with my writings and my CV and asked to see the boss. I thought that I had a friend in that law firm so he could connect me to get a job. I spent three days at the reception. Keep the frequency clear. So I went to the next firm on my list. That was my ranking. I was going to go there. They didn't see me. Three days. So I went to the next one. I started at a reception. I asked to see the boss. What? I said, I'm looking for a job. I just finished law school three weeks ago. I, don't, I have no, nothing, no qualification. I'm looking for a job. He calls me in. I was surprised. The other one didn't see me. Oh. This one called me to his office. We sat down. He said, what's your name? He said, my name is Ezankuma. Then he said, my name is Kujo Benzienjo. Then he started the interview. That's why I'm still working today. Till today. I've worked nowhere else in my life. I'm working there. I've been working there since 1992. That's why my life is predictable and boring. There's nothing exciting about it. Same place, same job. I haven't applied anywhere. I haven't gone for any job interview. Nothing. Same place. Where I, by grace of God, I'm managing partner right now. And it's not as if he has retired. He still works. Now, the career development is critical because within the story, there have been many changes. I trained, I returned to Ghana at age 26 with my master's. Um, got married within nine days. And of my return, she wasn't going to let me be away for just one year and you come, no, nine days of my return. I was saying, I do. <laughs> and started work. I always had it in mind to go back because my dream was to be a law professor. I wanted to be a professor of law and teach law students. That's all I wanted to do. So I came back to Ghana. But this was what had happened. I had applied for my PhD programs and I was waiting to hear from them and I wasn't hearing from them and my, 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 my visa was expiring and I had to spend about $300 to get a new visa and I didn't have it but I had my return ticket. So I wrote to the university and said, I'm going to Ghana. This is my address. When the papers are ready, post it to Ghana. And I sat in the plane and came back to Ghana. Three days after defending my thesis, I was in Accra, Ghana. You know what happened? They didn't get my letter. They posted my admission to my old flat, 24 Elm Street, Kingston, Ontario. I never got it. But I got to Ghana and started working. Waiting to hear from the university. I didn't hear. September 1st, I started working. Started working. I wasn't hearing from them. Then I, but I saw that I was beginning to enjoy the work. It was beginning to pay. I said it was beginning to pay. Ghanaians are reticent. We don't like talking about things like that, but it was beginning to pay. And I was beginning to enjoy it. And I had walked to HFC and asked for conditions and was going to make a down payment towards getting my first mortgage. When everybody said, don't do a mortgage, it's a bad thing. I was ready to do it. I don't even live in that house anymore. The commitments had come. I was married. Soon there was a baby going to come along. What am I going to do back? So I sat down one day and said, do I really want a PhD in law? Then I answered myself, do I really want to spend four years of my life studying one area of the law? 
When I came back, I wanted to teach at Legon. I filled the forms. If you want to teach at Legon, you fill at the time. You filled, is it 22 copies by hand? Application form by hand. I filled it. I took it to Legon. I was going to teach. And I got a very nice letter from the dean of the faculty of the time, of law at the time. And I'm still talking about money. He said to me, thanks for your application. We are, yes, here we are admitting you. But from your form, what you earn as a lawyer, and I'll tell you at the time, it was 480,000 cities, not Ghana cities. Your salary here will be less than a quarter of that. You will not be allowed to practice law as a lecturer of the university. Kindly let us know whether you are interested in teaching. I didn't respond to the letter. And I didn't go back. It was clear. It was clear to me. I had to make a career choice. Then, as to which job I would do in the course of my career. So I opted for private legal practice. That must have been 1995. But in 1997, I got a call from the faculty. Professor Mills has become vice president. We need somebody to stand in School of Admin Company Law. Are you still interested in coming? I said, oh yeah, I think I can make the time. And so I took the course for seven years. I taught company law at the, at the School of Business in the, uh, at, at, at the University of Ghana. Quite that said I was tired of teaching, I'm just going to do my law. Then another opportunity came. I was studying in the Supreme Court when Mr. Asasi looked at me and said, Hey, Ace, we need you to come and teach at the law school. I said, I'm tired. I'm, I've taught for too long. I don't want to teach anymore. He said, come, 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 come to my office. See me in my office. When I got there, he said, there's an interview tomorrow. You are going to be interviewed to become a senior lecturer. I was interviewed when I didn't have an application letter. And that's how I became a senior lecturer. But it coincided. You see, things tie in very interestingly. At the same time, my firm had called me and said, I was basically doing my master's was in international tax. So I was teaching international, I was working in, in taxation in the firm and corporate law, and I was teaching company law. You see, everything worked out. It, it, I was teaching company law, so I was learning on the job, teaching it and learning. Around the time, the firm, the same firm, I made partner said, now go and be in charge of litigation. So it's a job change. At the same time, I got a job to teach. So I opted to teach civil procedure because it was right there. Civil litigation, litigation, civil procedure tied into one. So I was learning on the job and becoming better at it. That's how I ended up in law school. I got tired one day. I said, you know what? I quit. I'm tired of teaching. I just want to concentrate on my job as a lawyer. Then last year, I got a call back. No, you won't teach full time. We accept it. Whether you like it or not, you got to come back and teach I'm no, you're going to teach. And this time it was Mr. Prempe Ek. He was also my teaching assistant at the faculty. When I was in Form 1, he was in Form 5. He's the director of the law school. He says, help me. I can't bluff. So I said, what do you want me to do? He said, come and teach writing. Do you remember the writing I was learning in the faculty of law library because Dr. Chikata taught me how to do it or encouraged me to read and write. So I accepted to be a guest lecturer in writing skills and editing. They said, oh, writing? Yes, writing. It's a career. The career has not ended. There's been job changes. The things you've learned and imbibed as a child and throughout your life, life's set skills, everything, will influence what your career will be. When the opportunity comes for repositioning, take it. I've run through the theory with you. I've shared just a little bit, a snapshot of how it has evolved in my life. It hasn't ended yet. Things keep changing. Right now, I'm learning management. Because Yone will tell you that when we go to school, we are just taught law. Nothing but law. But soon, you build a law firm and somebody's going to run it. You've never looked at audited accounts. But when you look at this, it's numbers. And lawyers and numbers, you know us. If we could do math, we wouldn't be lawyers. 
and we but you have to learn that you have to learn hr personal management strategy documents um, um, um so right now that is a, there's a new phase of the career where now i'm learning to be a manager and doing less and less day-to-day courtroom work how will your training help you fit into various job options in your career so that when repositioning occurs you are ready for it keep the frequency clear 99.7 it's 28 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and if you just joined us on Springboard the virtual university the voice you are hearing is the voice of Ace Ankuma sharing his thoughts on career repositioning at Springboard Roadshow. That was at the National Convocation of the Accra International Conference Center. And just to recap some of the things he spoke about, some of the major causes of career repositioning, he spoke about downsizing or redundancy, new challenges or opportunities, poor or ineffective leadership. And he says when that happens, really, there are two things. Either you work out or you position yourself as the next leader, poor relationship with your leader or manager, the quest for improvement of work-life balance, where your contribution is not recognized, better compensation, and then better alignment, among others. Very importantly, shared seven steps to career repositioning. Number one, take stock of yourself. Number two, identify possible goals and options. Number three, assess your options. Number four, commit to your goal and get to work on your game plan. Number five, build your credentials and retool your resume. Number six, brand your new self and communicate your brand. And number seven, let the world know that you have arrived. I'm going to play the song, God, He's Able by Alvin Slaughter. When I come back, I'm going to give you, when I come back from this musical break, I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments of Pursuing an Impossible Dream. I believe with all my heart that Everyone listening out there has a dream, and that dream can become a reality. This is Springboard, your virtual university, brought to you by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Let me remind you that we also receive support from the Business and Financial Times. And in tomorrow's edition of the BFT, you will find an article called Zafnat Pania, Part 3. You will find out how to build step-by-step towards your dream. We also get support from Dream Oval. This is Springboard, your virtual university. And earlier on, I, I promised to bring you 10 keys to a seemingly impossible dream. You have a dream that looks impossible and some of the things I say will tie in with what Ace shared with us earlier on. I mentioned the story of Gail Kelly who's the CEO of Australia's second largest bank Westpac overseeing assets in excess of 675 billion US dollars and market capitalization of 80 billion US dollars. She oversees 36,000 employees. That's a whole constituency. She's been cited as Australia's most powerful businesswoman and the 62nd most influential woman in the world by Forbes magazine. In our 10 commandments segment today, we examine how she dealt with challenges like a small beginnings, raising a family, and also competing in a male-dominated world, among others. So we want to call it 10 Keys to Pursuing a Seemingly Impossible Career Dream. And you can check out the, the details. We're posting them on, on our Facebook wall, facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy, or on our Facebook pages, Comfort's Facebook page, or my Facebook page. All right, so here we go. Number one, your beginnings must not define your dreams. Your beginnings must not define your dreams. 
Kelly is not even an Australian national. She is not an Australian by birth. She was born in South Africa and started out her career as a Latin teacher. Some of us call Latin the dead language. But she started a career as a Latin teacher in high schools, not a job that many would associate with banking. Your beginnings must not define your dreams. Number two. Mentoring can be a springboard. Mentoring can be a springboard. She describes her role, the role of her father, who was a sportsman and competed for his country, South Africa, and who was also a very positive person. And she writes that he consistently challenged her to be the very best at whatever she does. And she recalls that that set the foundation for the kind of person she became. She also talks with fondness about the inspiration she received from the story of Nelson Mandela, his time in jail, and how he came back and changed the world afterwards. So mentoring can be a springboard. Number three, careers are dynamic. Careers are dynamic. They're not linear, they are dynamic. And so there is a need sometimes to make a major move, make a major move if necessary. Moving from education, her career in education to banking may have been in pursuit of a long-held dream. The lesson here is to dare to follow your dream, whatever it is. So careers are dynamic. Number four, be willing to start again from the bottom. She started out not as a banking executive. She entered the banking industry and started as a bank teller 30 years ago. And today, look where she is. Number five, marry the right person. She mentions her pediatrician husband as a great support in raising the family. It is evident that without the support of her husband, she would not have achieved her goals as fast as she did. A spouse who believes in your dreams is not threatened and is not threatened by your success will provide the impetus to keep for you to keep moving in difficult times. Number six, raising a family should not kill your career dreams. Raising a family should not kill your career dreams. The 57-year-old mother of four became the head of human resources at Nedcorp Bank in Johannesburg five months after giving birth to a set of triplets. Now, that's major. Giving birth to triplets can really, really set your career back by, 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 by several years because of the demands of raising three children at a go. But she took up a job as HR head at Nedcore Bank just five months after having her triplets. And that speaks about being able to bounce back and the support that she enjoyed. Number seven, refuse to be intimidated by your pioneering role. Sometimes you will find yourself as the only person among several others um, of your kind. And she talks, with, uh, she talks about attending a meeting with 60 other business leaders in banking and industry and being the only woman or the only female among them but she kept pushing that is the lesson behind it so don't be intimidated by your pioneering role number eight surround yourself with the right people surround yourself with the right people she also mentions that her biggest key to success was putting the right people in the right roles and holding them accountable P putting the right people in the right roles and holding them accountable and that is very important number nine create opportunities for others she made it her mission to have 40 percent women in senior management positions by 2014 she achieved it ahead of time by 2012 
and set a new target of 50% women in senior management by 2017. Now, that is her new target, and she's working feverishly towards it. You may not have had things easy, but make it happen for others. Number 10, dig deep and be courageous. Dig deep and be courageous. Believe in yourself. You may not always be 100% ready, but keep moving forward and always put your best foot forward. Always put your best foot forward. Find the right support and keep moving towards your dreams. Dig deep and be courageous. Believe in yourself. You may not always be 100% ready, but keep moving forward. Always put your best foot forward. Find the right support and keep moving towards your dreams. And so those are your 10 commandments of pursuing an impossible dream. Let me just run them by you once again. Number one, your beginnings must not define your dreams. Number two, mentoring can be a springboard. Number three, careers are dynamic. Number four, be willing to start out from the bottom. Number five, marry the right person. Number six, raising a family should not kill your dreams, your career dreams. Number seven, refuse to be intimidated by your pioneering role. Number eight, surround yourself with the right person. Number nine, create opportunities for others. And number 10, dig deep and be courageous. I don't know about you, but tonight, if there is a dream that you have, there is an aspiration that you have, that is the encouragement for you. The circumstance around you may not be suitable, but keep pushing, keep forcing, keep pressing. And I hope these tools will enable you to achieve your dreams. And so send me a message on facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy or post on my Facebook wall. Whatever it is, let's see if we can have a discussion about how to pursue a seemingly impossible dream. If you have a question about career reposition as well, just post it on our Facebook wall. Ace has shared some trigger points for repositioning. If you want to comment on any of them, let's have a discussion. I'm going to open the phone lines now. Let's talk about career repositioning. Are you making an important choice and you need some guidance? Are you considering making that all-important move? Which of the Ten Commandments is really fascinating you or connecting to you right now? Let's talk. 030-221-6541. Which of the Ten Commandments is connecting to you? Are you making a career move? The points that Ace made about the trigger points for career choices. Which of them is really, really your story at this moment? Call into the show. Let's talk. 030-221-6541. Let's see who we have on the line. Hello, good evening. Yeah, hello. Good evening. Your name, sir? This is Yao. We call it from Mapa in the Volta region. Yeah. Yao, how are you? I'm fine, sir. So tell me, are you making a career move? Yeah, really. Yeah, but my, my, my topic within your discussion is number two. Which are the... Mentoring, the, mentoring can be a springboard. Right. Yeah, because I, I think that when you mentor somebody, uh, you'll be able to achieve your goals or do whatsoever you targeted. Because in this case, you know, the, the great thing the person has done, and you maybe, you're looking at the person, his, his lifestyle and the achievement or the goals, and whoever that person is. So through that person, you can able to achieve or do your effort to your success. So that, that, that's my, my contribution. Thank you very much, Yao, for my Thank you for calling to the show. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, August. Your name, where are you calling from, please? 
Okay, my name is Andy, calling from Bodoko. Andy, tell me your, your, your thoughts about career repositioning. It, it's very necessary. Um, currently, I'm, I'm pursuing my, my career as, a, as an HR practitioner. And selecting it, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, his speech is, is, is great. And I want to say thank you to him. It has, it has re-emphasized my point that what I'm doing is, is correct. I should continue to do it. Wonderful. And, and and I'm encouraging everybody to do the character. The, the important thing that we are that we are, we are we are saying about identifying career is that it makes you happy. You are not confused. There's there's focus. And if I'm a practical, the reason why is very is it's like taking a bath. You know when you go to the bathroom, you don't do anything, just to bath. You know, and that's what we are saying to concentrate on one single thing that makes you happy. That makes the other person happy. Money is just a byproduct of it, and I, I, I encourage everybody. Let, let's focus on our career, and the world will be a better place for all of us. Thank you very much, Andy. And let me remind you that the, the the collection of all the messages on Springboard, about forty of them, is available at the front desk of Joy FM. You can get your own copy and listen to all of them. There are several exciting messages, and as for Ace, you know you would always get something great from Ace. All right, hello, good evening. Good evening, Albert. How are you doing? Very well, sir. And you? I'm also good. And your name is? Emmanuel, calling from Slovenia. Emmanuel, let's yes, talk sir. about career repositioning. What's on your, your, your mind and your heart this evening? Um, Albert, I'm actually very excited about this whole about, uh, especially with the point you made of uh, mentoring. Um, I just want to ask a question. How do you identify who is ideal mentor for you? All right. Emmanuel, lower the volume in your radio set and let me give you some pointer. Mainly, the person must have relevant experience. It doesn't mean that the person must be in your field per se, but the, the person must have some experience that you find relevant. And so you, you recall that in the in the case of, of Gal Kelly, the, the mentor was not necessarily even a banker. She talked about her father being a mentor. Her father had okay. achieved against all odds as a sportsman, and he was a very positive person. And so she learned that from him and used that to also achieve against all odds, moving from her okay. job as a Latin teacher to become a banker and the CEO of the second biggest bank in Australia. Oh, the name again, please, the name. Gal Kelly, G-A-I-L-K-E-L-L-Y, Gal Kelly, okay. and that's the name of the woman. She also mentions the influence of Mandela as a role model. And so you can learn from somebody's story. If you check up on our Facebook page, you will find the details of her story. All right. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, Uncle Albert. Your name and where are you calling from, please? I'm Nuruddin, calling from Shikra. Nuruddin, my namesake, how are you? Fine, thank you, Uncle. Fantastic. Tell me, uh, uh, what are the lessons you've gleaned from this evening show? I think for from the lecture earlier, yes. what I, I identified is the difficulty at the initial stage of career development. You, you, it's, it's really difficult, and right now I pass through some sort of indecision between two career areas I'm looking at. However, I could see I have the passion for both, and it's confusing. <laughs> so, but if you're able to go through it successfully, I could say you will really be proud of what you've taken because that gives you a sense of focus, a sense of direction, a sense of purpose. Right. Um, yes. Nuri, let me just say that you don't always have to make a choice between two things. Sometimes they can converge. Other okay. times you have to make a choice of one for the meantime and the other one later as an addition. Sometimes you really have to walk away from one. But whatever it is, I hope that the thoughts that is shared have been useful for you in making your decision.
very useful. Thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and where are you calling from, please? I'm Albert, calling from Uwa. Albert? Yes, please. Albert, tell me, have you learned something tonight? Yes, please. I've learned uh, about mentoring. About mentoring? And uh, career, yes. And uh, I'm really working to one of the public institutions. I wouldn't like to mention that name. No problem about that. Uh, uh, I want to go into radio. That's my passion, but I want, I'm looking for a mentor. I, I can't really identify uh, the person. You want to go into radio? Uh, yes, I want to go into radio. So come to Joy FM and, 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 and walk around the front desk and talk to people. You will find somebody who will share a few thoughts with you. And, and, and okay. it, it would help you start from somewhere. And then I always tell people that you don't, don't seek to start as an on-air personality. Seek to start by helping Michaela to produce her early morning show. She will teach you some secrets that you can never find out anywhere else. And that can become a springboard for your career. Don't start by seeking to be seen or to be at the front line. Yes. Right. Thank you very much. Let me take my last caller. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening, sir. Your name, where are you calling from? Pardon me? Uh, calling from the past, Andy. Andy, Andy, tell me, what, what are your thoughts tonight on career? Yeah, it's actually centered from the second point. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I think it has just hit it right on the head, and I'm so amazed. And, of course, counting from uh, the, the, the woman, did you say uh, Gal Kelly? Gal Kelly, yes. Yeah, I'm amazed at her story as well. You know, it goes on to my dad, whom I, I, I always call my strict disciplinarian and a farmer. He's a teacher by profession, but I always call him a farmer. You know, he actually helped me to understand and learn the language of the soil and plants. And that has actually counted me throughout my education. And, you know, still the dream is still there to become a great farmer, even though I'm working in a financial institution right now. So I think the mentoring is just very important in everybody's life. You said the name, the name is Andy. Yeah. You can actually actually um, work as a farmer as well as uh, pursue your career in the financial institution side by side. Exactly. Right. Thank you I wish you much. all, and keep listening to Springboard, your virtual university. Next week, we'll bring you another exciting um, program in our series as we play back the experience on the road show and bring you relevant themes that can help you build your life and go on to become as great as God meant for you to be. Coming up next, I work with Jesus, and the, it will be the wrap-up of the discussion about the end times, and it will be by Pastor Atuakwa, with his guests being Pastor K. Asiedu and then Reverend Gabriel Ansa. I mentioned earlier on that there's an opportunity for young people. Let me say that on the Springboard Road, we give out two scholarships to read a full degree in business at Marshalls University, and both applicants who won said they just wrote the essays and in hope just thinking well what if i win it and they ended up winning each of them twenty thousand ghana city scholarship to go on and pursue their dreams one from um, navrungu and the other one from kumasi so tonight that brings us to the end of our show springboard your virtual university our presentation today was by ace and kuma sharing his thoughts on career repositioning the trigger points for repositioning and the step-by-step process for repositioning. You can find these thoughts on our Facebook page. We also shared with you 10 commandments for pursuing a seemingly impossible dream. Whatever it is, if you can believe, as Fantasia Barino sang, you can live out that dream and climb all the way to the top. Tonight, we want to leave you with this assurance 
that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think and that was from Ephesians 3:20 and so the winner has been notified and is getting a copy of the book Zafnat Pania on behalf of Comfort Ignatius and Matthew my name is Reverend Albert Okran thank you god bless you god bless you and god bless you good night thank you for listening to Springboard Zone an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-9900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone. An inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 you may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. No more searching, the light has come. He's a returning.